0: Operation Confidence proudly presents America's Divisible Heroes' Paul Radio Show. Tune in weekly on Sundays from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Pacific time with your host, Consuelo Mackey, co-host, Air Force veteran Matt Davidson, announcers Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gideffi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment segment host, Charles Whitehead. U.S. Army Veterans and Strategies for Hosts, segment host, Dr. Kathy Cash. U.S. Army veteran and Lifeline for Women Veterans, segment host, Martha Elena Varela. National Director of Faith Services, Chaplain, and Veterans in Recovery, segment host, Anthony Asimfora. And U.S. Air Force veteran and Incarcerated to Success, segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at Operation Confidence, America's invisible hero.
2: And thank you for tuning in to American's Invisible Heroes, a show that is dedicated to our veterans and their families. Yes, I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, executive director of a grassroots nonprofit organization called Operation Confidence. No, I'm not a veteran, but my heart goes out to our American heroes, especially those with disability and have experienced homelessness. The show was dedicated to provide a platform for our veterans to be able to share their experiences, heartfelt stories, resources, and challenges. Now, American Invisible Heroes talk radio show has a new format. Uh, Our format, each week, we will show one of our co-hosts, and the co-host has the opportunity to bring on a guest. So I'm going to let Taylor, Marcella take over for right now. She's a board member. She will introduce the, our co-host for today. Take it away,
1: Taylor. You got it, Connie. We have U.S. Army Reserve Veteran Charles Whitehead. He is a board member and entertainment and investigator reporter. Um, we have U.S. Army Navy Veteran Dr. Wendy Childress and her monthly segment, Living Life Completely. We have U.S. Air Force Veteran Jason. Help me with your last name.
0: <laughs> yeah, Taylor, it's and Jason Aguilley. Aguilley.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get it. Um, in this monthly segment, on finance couch, and last but not least, we have U.S. Army Special Forces veteran Richard Cook and his segment. I once was whole.
2: Okay, Taylor, uh, Dr. Wendy, I think is coming on a little bit uh, later, so mm-hmm. you can. She's here. Uh, it you
0: looks here?
3: like she just signed on. Yes, okay. All right, Dr. Wendy. Hey. Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> Good
1: hey, afternoon. Hey, girlfriend. <laughs> okay, okay. you're you ready, girl? I yeah. am. I am.
2: Okay,
1: okay, let's go. So I'm going to do your intro, okay? Okay, go ahead. Okay, Dr. Wendy Childress is a retired army chaplain, a former associate pastor and has worked in the nonprofit sector and education for over 15 years. Dr. Wendy is a retired army chaplain and former associate, past, er, yeah, for over 15 years. She is a life coach, founder of Living Life Completely, LLC, co-founder of 52 Love, an organization she and her daughter founded to empower, edify, encourage, educate, and connect African-American women, and founder of WC Ministries. Today, Dr. Wendy will be discussing the very importance of suicide, which impacts families, communities, and the world. Take it away, Dr. Wendy.
3: Okay, so thank you, and actually, before I begin, if you don't mind, I'll say a quick prayer. Oh, please do. Alrighty. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you for your provision We thank you for your comfort. We just ask that you be with us, Lord, and our families. And Father, ask that you intervene with all the chaos and confusion that we see going on in this world and give us the strength and courage to intervene where we are called to intervene in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray for those families, Lord, who are suffering from um, tragic loss of life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, and you all may ask, why suicide? Why is she talking about suicide? I think it's very important. Yes, it is very important, Connie. It Mm -hmm. is very, very important. Yes, it is. It's not going away. And so I am actually going to wear two hats, kind of sort of during this segment. My clergy hat and my life coaching hack And it is very important. One, we're in that time frame where the holiday season is upon us. Right. And a lot of people are depressed and lonely during this time. And we need to check on them because they could be having suicidal thoughts. And even more importantly, I, I can't say more importantly because every it's all important, but even more concerning or I guess the lack of better terminology is that suicide is impacting our young people. We have young people taking their lives as early as 10 years old. So this is something we can't ignore as a general population and the faith community cannot ignore it. Amazing. I believe That the faith community should take an active role and can take an active role, and especially as many of us know, whether you are a person of faith or not. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most of us on this segment and those watching <laughs> cannot ignore most of us. I'm getting feedback, but okay. Yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Keep I'll keep on going. On. Okay. The faith community has not done the best job of dealing with suicide matter of fact faith community and i don't care which faith it is whether you're christian or muslim or i don't care what jewish i don't care what faith community it is we have not done the best job of addressing suicide matter of fact we've uh, done a pretty bad job overall because oftentimes we address it as and, and place a stigma on it which makes people uncomfortable with even approaching someone of the faith community if they are having those types of thoughts. So I want to first and foremost say before I do anything else, I want to start by saying my personal philosophy is suicide is a permanent decision to a temporary problem. And I say that, understanding that when we're going through, when you're going through your struggles and your trials and pain and hurt, it seems like it's gonna last forever. And, and and it may have lasted, you may have been going through for a year or two year, one week, two days, seems like forever. But I want everyone to know, those who may be right now listening, thinking of suicidal, having suicidal thoughts, for those of us that know someone who may be wrestling with it. I want to say you are valued, you are loved, you have people that care, there is hope, and most importantly, there is hope, and you have value. So I'm going to read, I'm actually going to read some statistics regarding Um, suicide, and these I gathered from the American Psychiatric Association Foundation. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S., is the third leading cause for youth aged 10 to 14. It's troubling to even say, for me to even say that our youth that young are dying by suicide, ages 10 to 14. It's the second leading cause of death for people aged 15 to 34. Each year in the United States, there's an estimated 37,000 people that die by suicide and 1 million people who attempt suicide according to the Center for Disease Control Prevention. And men are more likely to die by suicide than uh, women. And with this being a show about veterans, I went to the Department of Defense website and looked at the annual report. And it said for 2002, there were a total of 492 service members who died by suicide, 331 active, 64 reservists, and 97 out of the guard. But it then also shared the stats for their family members which for t- 2021 though, which was 168 total family members, uh, 114 spouses and 54 dependents. And I'm going to say with both of the stats, both sets of stats I just read, we have to remember these are the reported suicides. These are the ones that we know of. And why do I say it that way? I say it that way, because you, we are never 100% sure that someone did not take his or her life. Because unfortunately, sometimes, I don't know if you all have heard the term suicide by cop. Some people will engage the police intentionally because they want to end their lives. Some people will go across a train track which looks like an accident, but it was actually intentionally because they wanted to end their lives. So what should we do? Well, and I said, I'm dealing with the faith community. I'm really dealing with the faith community right now. A couple of weeks ago, I was invited to sit on a panel at a suicide prevention conference that had 10 or 11 of us faith members Um, invited to sit on the panel and this is I have a lot of I'm not going to say a lot I have a few issues with the faith community and I have no problem saying that being one of them sometimes we don't address issues head on and this is one of them so when I ask the question what can the faith community do well first We must acknowledge suicide. We cannot sweep it under the rug. We can't ignore it. It is not going away. We also can't stigmatize it and make those individuals who are wrestling with it feel as if something is terribly wrong with them, as if they've broken a commandment or some spiritual law, as if there's no hope. Because in doing that, we're not doing them any justice. We have to recognize suicide like any other mental illness. Now, we can't over-spiritualize it, and it is not to say that those who are Christians and other faiths believe, understand that there are demonic forces. It is not to say that those things don't happen, but we cannot over-spiritualize and under under represent suicide as a mental health disorder, because it is. And when we get into over-spiritualizing it, we alienate a lot of people that could be helped because believe it or not, many people turn to their faith, whether they turn to it, unfortunately, just personally inward or Outward, they turn to their faith when they're addressing any issues, and especially crisis and this issue. So, we have to do the faith community, faith leaders, and the faith community at large a better job of addressing uh, suicide, mental illness as a whole. And I am going to share a few stats that I have gathered over the past couple of months regarding the faith community and suicide. And it's interesting because that was actually what I did my dissertation on when I, not suicide, but I did my dissertation on African-American women and their pain and how the church should address it and mental health. So here are just a few stats. 66% of pastors say they never talk about mental health issues. That's alarming. 25% of pastors said they don't want to work with mentally ill. That's alarming. 30 to 40% of individuals with mental illness um, encounter a negative interaction in the church that I'm very well aware of. And again, their illness is over-spiritualized. So again, faith community has got to do a better job at addressing issues. And we can't always blame it on something other than what it is, a mental disorder, a mental issue. And we need to look at it that way because we, again, are losing too many people that may, because pastors, clergy, lay leaders are actually one of the first responders, so to speak, when it comes to crisis in people's lives and mental health. And if we're shunning them and turning them away, if they don't feel that they can approach us, because if I come to you saying, I'm having these thoughts, then the first thing you're gonna do is whip out your Bible and browbeat me or your Quran or or your Torah or whatever, and browbeat me with scripture. You're not helping the problem, you're not. And I will say this, I'm a Christian, Jesus fed the people. He didn't say if they come to you hungry, give them a scripture, give them some bread. So likewise with mental illness, we need to address the illness. And if they come to us and we can't help them down the faith path, then we need to be able to partner with the mental health care system. And we should be working in tandem with them anyway. Because as as a church community, as a faith community, we can address issues of faith because oftentimes people are dealing with their faith, if they're people of faith, they're going to wrestle with their faith when they have these types of thoughts. So we can help them with that. We can offer hope, hope that transcends beyond this physical life We can deal with that hope aspect. We can deal with the individual holistically, mind, body, and spirit, and also relationships because we were designed to be relational creatures. So no one goes through this life alone. And if we understand that we in the faith community and leaders and lay leaders and everyone else alike can do a much better job, we can offer them a safe community. Where they're not judged, we should be able to offer these things, and I'm going to say we can offer them. A safe community where they're not judged, where they feel safe disclosing what is going on with them, and a place to maintain and develop uh, spiritual fitness. So these are some of the things that the church can do. Doctor Wendy uh, Richard has his hand up. Oh yes, Richard. I'm sorry.
2: I got
4: a question after.
3: Yes, go ahead. You're, You're muted, Richard. I see your lips moving, but
4: nothing's You're coming muted, out. Richard. I'm trying to figure it out right now. Let me see. Uh, there you
5: go. Sorry about it. It's hard to see. I have to move everything around because of my vision. Anyways, I appreciate that. Uh at the VA hospital when I go there for my exams, they're always the first thing that comes out of their mouth is always asking me, Do I have any Thoughts of harming myself. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have to say no because I have more things to focus on positively. So that way, they're always, they always feel I'm I'm good because I'm not a threat at that point to doing something. But they're always checking now because of what has gone on with suicides. I mean, even there's one thing that's not mentioned, which I I'm just going to say this, no disrespect, but a lot of the people from fentanyl are dying. But they tro- chose that to, as a way to get out of things and they knew it was going to take their lives. So the thing is, those areas are also caused by drug use just because they want to find a way to get out like that. So keep that in mind, uh, because that's what I'm doing with my programs. And I'm the new post commander for disabled American veterans in my area. Uh, so the thing is, there's our other areas that are affected people based on what the world is going on through right now. Sometimes watching the news could be bad as well, too, because things are going to be on the news that's going to be bad, that's going to accept your body and your mind. And we all see it on TV, what they call toxic stress. That can lead to other areas such as depression. Mm -hmm. People who are depressed are going to be affected. That's why they commit suicide themselves, because they don't know how to deal with it and handle that so they commit suicide, going from depression to suicide. I'm done. Thank you, Richard. And yes, drug use
3: or drug abuse is a way to, goes right along with suicide by cop or running your car in front of a train. People find ways to end their lives because of, as you also pointed out, and as I was saying, because of just daily life issues, depression, and stress and when i was in the military and doing suicide prevention or intervention i actually like that word better than prevention and i will tell you why that's the term that we use and i like the word intervention better than prevention because we come along whether it's you me lay leader battle buddy Mother, father, sister, brother, name, whoever it is, come alongside of you to try and intervene in your ideology. And when you say suicide prevention, it can lead to you having trauma. Because if you're walking along with somebody who's wrestling with these issues and you're doing all you can to try and prevent that person from taking his or her life, and they take their life anyway, then you may be left dealing with remorse and guilt. Did I do enough? What did I miss? What did not I do? What could I have done? And so I like to say intervention, which hopefully will lead to the prevention, but I don't like to say prevention because it may not always be the case that we can do that, even though our heart and our intentions and our goals were trying to It may not be the case. And I don't want, I don't ever want anyone to feel guilty that they were unable to stop someone from taking his or her life. And so then we we need to recognize signs and some signs are, and I'm not going to go through, I'll just give some, some signs are withdrawal from um, society. They don't call anybody anymore. They don't hang out anymore some signs are giving away personal personal things you know if somebody is an avid train collector and he says or she says come and get my train you need to say well wait a minute are you okay um so we need to some isolation and talk some people will say i you know i don't want to be here anymore and sometimes you know we'll You laugh it off like, oh, man, oh, girl, please. What are you talking about? One, that's because we don't want to deal with it either because it's a scary path. I'm not going to say that. It is very you then become vulnerable with that person when you decide that you are going to walk along somebody with along with somebody who may be contemplating or is contemplating taking their lives. So that's not a step that's easy for any of us to take. So we'll laugh it off and and everything else. But if they say, I don't want to be here, you need to investigate that. What do you mean? You don't want to be here in the house or here at this store or here where? What do you mean by you don't want to be here? We need to do just a little more investigating. And I I love movies and I use them as examples all the time. And every time I think about that, walking alongside someone, if you all seen or saw, new jack city and uh me uh, what uh what is his name brown wesley snipes they those two kingpin drug dealers he asked am i my brother's keeper and he says yes 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 i am and yes we are we're supposed to watch out for one another it's it's scriptural We're supposed to love one another as ourselves. So yes, we are supposed to look out for each other. We're supposed to pay attention, just pay attention to the little extra things. And I'm going to point out some protective factors that aid in suicide intervention or prevention. And that's being maybe a mentor, having a mentor you can confide in because being able to confide in someone is essential for all of us because all of us want to be heard we don't want to be judged we don't want to be condemned about everything we want somebody to hear us and hear us with compassion and not be afraid to speak our truths about what we're going through and not have to worry about you saying something derogatory or making me i already feel bad in the first place now I'm being vulnerable and opening up to you and then I have to be judged by you. We don't want that. We Nobody wants that. So finding someone, a mentor, someone you can feel safe with, a friend, someone that provides that safety net, having a safe, connected community of family, friends, a network, coworkers, therapist, counselor, coach, joining a social group so that you're not isolated. Because isolation, again, uh, leads can lead to things and understanding and what Richard the question he asked or sort of what he brought up is even with watching tv and you see things you need to okay Cat Williams don't judge me don't judge me just because I said I'm clergy don't mean I don't watch or hear certain things Cat Williams said you need to be in tune with your star player he is exactly right So you need to understand yourself and how you work because if you turn on the TV and what you see on the news affects and impacts your spirit, you need to know, oh, certain things I can't watch. And change the channel. Yes, I can't (laughs) listen to, change it. But don't sit there and traumatize yourself saying, you know, I don't know why I can't watch this. I should be able to, don't try and pump yourself up into watching it when your spirit is telling you danger, Will Robinson. Right. On some people's ears, but that's lost in space. I told you I like TV, especially classics. His
4: Taylor wouldn't know
3: what that is. Huh? Yeah, yeah. she probably has no, you know what that means? Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> saw that one. So if your being, if every fiber of your being is telling you danger, turn it off. You right. Can't right. handle it, and it's okay. Do not Charles contact. has a question. Uh, Go ahead,
4: Charles. Well, what I was going to say was uh, the thing about the, uh, and believe it or not, um, I went to a funeral a week and a half ago, someone who committed suicide. You mm. know, it was you know a young man, 23 years old, and you know, he had a, um, I think he attempted it, he failed, and then uh, some people stepped in, and then he did it anyway. So, but um the thing about uh, suicide by a cop, you know, there is this thing um in like uh, in, in religion where you know where people say suicide, you know, if you commit suicide, you won't go to heaven and all that. So so some people go down that road and they say, okay, well, if I died, then I didn't do it myself, you know. And so, mm-hmm. so a part of that suicide by a cop is like, okay, get out there and do something. And so in theory, they're really setting it up, but but they don't actually, you know, set it up to 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 be to be killed and, and you know, taken out of this crazy world that may be bugging ahead head all the time. But, uh, you know, and I mean, technically, you know, I, I guess they're, you know, so it's kind of like a weight and balance. You kind of figure out, you know, is it right no matter what? You Are you wrong? You know, it's kind of like, you know, so uh, and I've heard and had discussions with people about that. You know, if you commit suicide or, you know, if you if you go and you uh, jump off the cliff you know okay well you know before you get down to the bottom you, know, you say hey you know forgive me for my sins or something in theory now you you know because people play with that timeline I, I, I hear I've had discussions with people about that and so you know and and I've also had discussions with someone who um who was going to commit suicide and uh and uh they told me about it and they ended up uh it was the you know the, the something that happened that ended up getting uh canceled and to this day they're like you know uh, I'm glad I didn't because, you know, it's like you have to uh, you have to be uh, people because people don't like to open up to everyone. You know, hey. that, that's a big thing right there. And and you, know, you have to have uh, you have to be an ear, like you say, without judging someone is because, you know, we all have issues. We all have problems. We don't go around and uh, broadcast it. But nobody's perfect. Yeah. I, I've, never, I've Never met a perfect human yet.
2: We, that's, that's so important what you talked about, though, Dr. Wendy. I mean, we need mm-hmm. to have more on that. Next time, I want you to show some uh,
3: photos or some articles or something like that. Can so I can share do. my screen for 30 seconds for some information?
2: Yeah, because we got others that are waiting, too. Yeah. So we're gonna just, move
3: right along. just 30 seconds.
4: You make yeah. a close.
3: Hmm? Yeah. David, so I can share my screen really quick. Okay. Yeah. Make you a
2: call. Okay.
3: Okay. Hang on. If we didn't. And I, I wanted to share this information because it's important. If you or anybody you know are, are in need of help thinking of taking your life or you know somebody, here are some contact information that you can use. You can now text. You can chat. 988 works for military and civilian alike it's for anyone that's the national crisis suicide line so you can dial 988 at any time and get help you see all of these other ways to get help and again i want to emphasize that you are valued you have purpose you are loved and there are people willing waiting and wanting to help that's not- so, so you making
2: text at the uh, eight three eight yeah. two five five, right? Send so yes. a text message. Yes. Okay, that's important. Well, thank you so much for that information. Does anyone Make, have anything else you want to add to Doctor Wendy before we move on?
4: No, that's a big thing. You know, it's uh, you hear it all the time. You know, what is it like one every thirty seconds or something like that, or, you know, some
1: somebody
4: two a day or, you know, some, some kind of step, but it's important. It's big, you know, bigger than we uh, actually know, you know, because uh, right. it affects so many people.
3: It does. And I'll say that, and then I'm going to shut up, Connie, because it does, it doesn't just impact the person that takes his or her life it impacts the family and it impacts oh, cool. the community. So it's not just one person being uh, impacted. It is a plethora of persons of people who are
1: impacting you so know there was a lady a
3: on
2: facebook that i had used to come to some of my events that operation confidence hosted and she was very outgoing and i hadn't heard from her in a while so i uh, reached out to her through messenger and asked how was she doing and when can we have lunch she says i haven't been feeling well and i just want to leave here Mm. I didn't know where she was talking about me I said where you going girl I thought she was moving out of town or something she right. says I'm I'm tired of living so oh I didn't know how to deal with that that was so devastating I, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that's the only thing I said I'm so sorry you feel that way uh-huh. and I'll keep you in my prayers and then lo and behold maybe about a month later her daughter posted on Facebook that this is in memory of my mother yeah, we don't know
3: how to respond to it because that's like, wait, wait a minute. How do I, I know? To I didn't that? know what to say. Oh yeah. And we need to say, listen, I'ma come over there or I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you to the hospital. I'm gonna take you somewhere. But it's hard and we don't know. And and I said I'm gonna stop talking, but you just reminded me one thing, and then I am Can gonna you stop bring talking. the screen back up. Oh back up. Yeah, I mean sharing. Stop sharing. Yes. Sharing. I, I'll say this and During one of my suicide trainings um, in the military, I was doing a suicide briefing and one of the persons there shared and he shared because the person told him that he could share because we don't share. I don't share any information that I'm not supposed to. And so I can share this because the individual that it happened to said it was okay to share. He was a correctional officer gets the, the note, they get the call. Uh, someone was take. one of the prisoners was taking, one of the inmates had tried to take, well, was taking his life, had hung himself. He gets there in just the nick of time to get him down. When he gets the inmate down, and this inmate was in there for life. This is what through it, it all I could say is God is good. That was me personally. The inmate was in there for life. However, when he got him down and got the noose off of his neck, the inmate says, I am so glad that you saved me because I still have things to do. This is an inmate who's in prison for life, but as he's hanging there, I can only, using my vivid imagination, he's seeing his life flash before him and, and he's seeing something and it's like, uh-oh. I made the wrong yeah. decision. It's,
2: that's a horrible oh, time to say,
0: oh, oh so, yeah. Jason so, has a question. His yeah. hand is up. Jason. Okay. Yeah, hi, Dr. Wendy. Um, um has there been a study that shows that you know, the more wars or conflicts our military gets involved in, does that have a direct correlation with the number of military suicides, whether it's, you know, post separation or while they're active duty?
3: I don't know that there there has been a direct study, but we know that it does impact the more you expose to the same as if you have attempted it or if someone in your family or friend or someone you know has attempted suicide, it is more easier for you then to do it. So I don't know if there is an exact study of but if you ask me